Sunday Gravy. Welcome to Sunday Gravy. This is a podcast based on recent sermons of High Point Community Church, as well as anything else that just happens to be on our mind. If you would like to contact us, you'll find all of our information at highpointcommunitychurch.org or highpoint.community. And now on with the show. Welcome to Sunday Gravy. Today is Tuesday, February 6th, 2024. Sorry, I'm trying to get my microphone right here. This thing is, it like almost fell off as soon as I grabbed it. <laughs> All right, here we go. Tuesday, February 6th, 2024. Mm. Coming to to review Sunday, February 4th, 2024. I'm, I'm Blake. <laughs> <laughs> mm, he I knows what day it is, but not Surgeon for is. my name. <laughs> I'm Blake. I am joined by Pastor Joey Hill. Hello. And Miss Tiffany Wilson. What's up? How are you guys? <laughs> I'm sorry. It. I'm Just still right out of the gate uh, you do that. I'm still I'm still waking up here. I'm mm-hmm. figuring figuring out what I'm trying to do. Playing sorry with the buttons. Yeah. How are you guys? Y'all doing good. well? Yeah. I think good. Yeah. 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 I mean, usually if it's not, somebody would tell me. <laughs> Anything interesting? <laughs> Going on? Anything interesting happening since we recorded last? Sorry we missed you guys yesterday. We were uh, a little busy, a little under the weather. Had a lot of sickness going around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We've been sick. In Kids the, been in sick. the office here. Everybody, but, everybody's sick. But Joey's been sick. <laughs> the righteous man availeth much, or something like that. Oh my word. <laughs> the, uh, Joey will be out tomorrow, just so you know. Exactly. God's going <laughs> to... Just for saying that. Just for that lack of humility, young man. I was sick last week, and then Tiffany got sick at the end of the week. Mm-hmm. And then I still felt bad yesterday. I mean, I'm not 100% by any means now, and mm-hmm. you aren't either. I can, no. I can tell. <laughs> You're like, no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Getting out of the house was a struggle this morning. <laughs> mm. I, uh... Yeah, Wednesday night I went down hard, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like right before, right before um, Bible study last Wednesday. I guess it was about three thirty. I started getting chills and went upstairs and laid down on one of the couches and just was out of it. Anyway, <laughs> but you know what? Did, did y'all do anything interesting happen this past week? I'll tell y'all what I did. Uh, I think I, well, I already told y'all about it. I told y'all about getting the. IV. That's the first oh, yeah. time I've yeah. done that. Yeah. That's the first time I've done that. So my... Uh, your, your first time to get an IV? No. Well, no. First time to get an IV like that. Like bougie, walk into like a place and be like, I'd like a vitamin drip, please. <laughs> first time I've done that. You know, there are places in some of the larger cities where you, that's their business. Yeah. You walk oh, in yeah. and get an IV. Mm-hmm. That's what I did. It, that's okay. what he did. Okay. Did you miss that? No, I thought you. I thought you said you went to a urgent care place and got an IV. No, Mm-mm. you literally went, walked into. You know, went to the bougie. Place. I'm sorry. You notice Joey don't listen. No. You start talking no. and he just fills in the rest of your story. story. You said bougie and he heard urgent care. You've so. been talking to my wife, haven't you? <laughs> no, <laughs> it's true. I, I, it's true. I, I no. Uh-uh. I went. That's what I did. I, went I didn't to process a, that. I really thought you. Well, you know what I'm going off of is what you said the other day because I thought I did go to an urgent care to get tested for COVID and flu mm-hmm. and all that. Am I the only one where things just get twisted in their head? Yes. <laughs> you just finish the story no. out. I need help. What happens is you listen to about twenty seconds of it, and you're like, "I know where this goes," this and then true. you check out. This is true. This is true. I, but I, I did. Uh, Please forgive me, Lord. <laughs> I went into I w- so I went to urgent care and got tested for COVID and flu, and then they did send off too because they were like, "We think you have COVID," and so they did a send off test. Anyway, everything was negative. I still think you had COVID. I still think I did too. I still think I did. Mostly Although I never did, you lose your taste because you did have COVID. No, but I've lost a lot of my smell <clears throat> hmm. again, which is frustrating because I, I just got it back. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I don't know. Anyway, and then so I was, you know, just kind of going forward until I heard otherwise, as though I did have COVID. Until mm-hmm. I, until they called me back the next day and told me I didn't. 
But then I was like, man, I just feel awful. What can I do? And that's when I had been thinking about trying one of those places out, but they were expensive. But I had found one in particular that was running like a special on like, hey, get you an immune boost bag, like whatever kind of thing. <laughs> Buy like, vitamin K, get D for free. <laughs> 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 little sunshine, little sunshine in a bag. Yeah, uh, they. Uh, <laughs> but so I decided to try that stuff out, which, you know, it's like your body will only utilize like so much of that stuff, and then afterwards mm. your body just expels it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And so having like you know monitored people for so long as a drug study monitor, my mom's always just kind of like, you know, she would they would have to check levels like that. So she's seen like what happens to a body when it takes in like you know, like a mega dose of vitamin C. Mm-hmm. You can't use but so much, and then right. your body's just going to expel it. Right. right. So my mom would always tell me, that's just expensive pee. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. really the same She's way. not with, wrong. It's yeah. really the same way with vitamins, though, that you oh, yeah. take over the counter. Like, you, you, can, you can only benefit to a certain degree, and then there's a point of diminishing return. Right. Like, you're not yeah. getting anything out yeah. of it. And it yeah. really is just <laughs> expensive pee. <laughs> I mean, but, I may but, be going out on a limb here, but I would say most people probably don't hit those levels. Yeah. You know? But I don't know. If you had something as a, on a regiment basis like that, then, yeah, I think it would back up on you. No, but you'd be surprised, like, what your body what your body will naturally pull from places where it shouldn't be a good source for it. Mm-hmm. Like, your body will naturally pull. Like, you know, I'm not saying that people aren't deficient in stuff, but I don't think people are as near as deficient as they – as we, as culture has created people to think that we are. You think so? Yeah. I don't think we're near as deficient as what people mm-hmm. think that they are. So, I think what I do think is real is I think people are chronically dehydrated. Uh, for sure. Because nobody drinks enough water. I no, I agree with that. Yeah. And so I think that's the biggest benefit from like when you go in and get those bags of fluids is just the hydration part of it. Yeah. But I mean, man, I got that thing, and whether it was the vitamins, whether it was all that stuff, or whether it was just getting fluids, by Thursday night, and then especially by Friday morning, I felt mm-hmm. like a new person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it lasted for about twenty four hours, and then that was it. And mm-hmm. then I was then I felt like I started to digress yeah. big time. That's a big thing with COVID too, and I experienced that is just like you feel better for a day, but then you might crash the next day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, and I think that's what I did yesterday. I felt good Saturday and Sunday, and then got back to work and everything yesterday. And I crashed last night. So I felt morning. I felt good Friday, and then I and then Saturday, I woke up and did not feel near as good. Mm-hmm. And I came up here for just a little while, and I was basically useless. Joey was here. There's a bunch of there were several guys up here working on mulch in our mulch beds. Mm-hmm. I was useless. <laughs> I was just holding up a rake. I wouldn't go so far as say useless. I mean, pretty much. You were entertaining. You entertained I, I, the workers. Supervised. Well, and that's the thing. I just like I realized really quick. Like the first time I got up and down a few times, mm-hmm. I felt like if I do this again, they might bury me here. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And then I was like, and then I just embraced the entertain entertainment. And so yeah. I just tried to keep the other guys laughing, not thinking about the fact that they were down on their hands and knees doing mulch <laughs> while you were supervising. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Well. Yeah, I noticed the, the pile of mulch had diminished when I came in this morning. Yeah, we just about ran out. Wow, what an exciting episode. <laughs> <laughs> we're, off, we're off to a great fiery start. <laughs> Woo! This week on Sunday Gravy, Blake yeah. got vitamins. <laughs> it it yeah. is close to being senior adult time. You know, it's I, know. Like, I know. I know. Man. This week what? in review, <laughs> Joey's bursitis kicked in. <laughs> <laughs> Well, y'all are supposed to give me what happened to you over the weekend. Anything interesting? I laid in bed with COVID. <laughs> That's mm. all I got. Can I just say something? We got to move on from this stuff. <laughs> can I address the elephant in the room? Which is? What? I don't like the way you say it. COVID? <laughs> Why? Do you, How do you do say you, it? Do you hear it? Uh, I you say it again. COVID? Yeah, I hear Am it. Am I overemphasizing the co? Is no, that you're overemphasizing the id. Id. Really? You say COVID. COVID. Co- what, Co- what is it supposed to be? It's almost COVID? like you lose COVID. the... COVID. You, you oversize the COVID. undercase oh, okay. I. Okay. COVID. 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 Okay. You almost lose the D when you say Interesting. it. Interesting. COVID. Okay. 
No, this, is, this episode. No, she is. overemphasizes the lowercase i, the e. She says COVID. I know that. COVID. <laughs> COVID. Okay. Okay. I, this I say, episode is now riveting. Riveting. For our listeners. I say COVID. Do we have a say what segment? Yeah, we do. I'm waiting. I, I thought y'all well, were going to give me some more. COVID. I don't have anything. It's been an interesting week. I mean, like, uh, I think our listenership's going to go up because Rick and Bubba's retiring from their show. Oh, sure. That's going to have a huge impact. <laughs> we are on the us. replacement, right? We're the only other option. Sure. <laughs> what? No. You didn't have anything interesting going on over the weekend? Not really. You don't uh, remember the weekend, do you? There's a little bit of that. Uh, <laughs> it was a blur. <laughs> no. <laughs> he couldn't remember me no. talking about me going, going for a vitamin drip at one of those places. In 30 seconds. Well, we were, we were like a lot of guys. We were trying to take advantage of the, you know, the last, pretty much the last full weekend of deer season. And, mm. you know, so we were having some fun doing that. It was nice. You um, know how long it's been since I've deer hunted? A long time. Yeah, man. It's been a while. I don't, I don't know. Th- since I've known you, I've never known you to go. I know. I don't. I used to go a lot when I was a kid, like in a teenager and all yeah. that kind of stuff, mm. and just like quit. Yeah. I mean, I still got you know guns and ammo. I just, <laughs> just don't. <laughs> Let's go. I just don't do it. Is it because you turn down invites or you just don't get invites? Turn down mostly. Okay. You just don't down. care for it. I just don't. At the end of the day, it's almost like it, here's where it ha- it has to become. Exceedingly, like I'm. Well, you know, I'm. I'm definitely a finance guy when it comes to like. I if I pull this trigger, mm-hmm. what's it going to cost? You? Yeah, what's it going to cost me? And is it worth it? Like in other yeah. words, if if the if the, the payoff r- is not worth the investment, mm-hmm. yeah. that's what he's saying. Yeah, yeah, it's got to be worth. Like you know. If I pull this trigger, is it going to be like me paying $4 a pound for meat or is it going to be me paying 50 cents a pound for meat? Yeah. yeah. And is if that and is that difference worth it? You know what mm. I'm saying? Like, yeah. I'm running all of those equations in my mind. You're thinking more on the end of like, if I spend all this money on gear and go sit in this treehouse all day and come home with nothing, then I have not saved money on meat. I'm just laughing because you called it a treehouse. Treehouse. That's a treehouse. Tree treehouse. Tree stand. But and also too, I just don't care um, anything about having the big trophy deer yeah, on my wall. Yeah. And that's the other thing is, it's going to cost me. Well, how big a one do I need to kill to where people pay me to look at it? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But you have to admit, if it's somebody else's, then you admire it. Sure. That's what I'm getting at. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. When I walk into somebody else's house and they've got a big deer yes. on the wall, like I've done it enough to where I walk in, I'm like, whoa. Yeah, yeah. It's not that you miss the point overall. It's that you just don't care to do it yourself. I guess. Well, one thing I teach my kids is, you know, when you see other people who have nice things, okay, um, we're not jealous of that. We're not envious of that. Um, We have to, what you, what people have to do is they have to learn how to admire without the the need to acquire. Mm. And I don't possess that, especially when it comes to grills and hot tubs. <laughs> this is true. And Matt Matt Wilson knows this all too well. And Matt Wilson just fist pumps somewhere. Uh-huh. Yes. Yes. By the way, did we have a t-shirt that fit him? Uh we weren't here, so I don't know. Oh, that's right. That's right. I thought he might might have come, but he was like, no. no. Okay. All right. We talked about it. We were like, man, we gotta make sure we got a shirt for Matt. So <laughs> Big Viking guy gonna beat us up, hmm. but no, it was a good yeah, it was a good weekend. Did y'all hear that Toby Keith died? I saw that yesterday. This yeah, yeah, sixty two. Mm. Stomach cancer. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, interesting, interesting. Yeah, go get <clears throat> go get uh go get your colon screen. That's all I can say. Well, that's stomach cancer. That's different. I know, that's but still. <laughs> Uh, and then they never say I'm, just, how, go, I'm saying that, that for myself. <laughs> I am I am overdue for a colon colonoscopy. So you still hadn't had one. Well, I just wanted to I just wanted to add to the senior adult episode here. <laughs> do you want to wait? I need a colonoscopy. And do you want to wait until my next one and we can go together? <laughs> do they do dual? <laughs> Get a family package. I need new coworkers. So I've I've been told I've been told well, I haven't been told this I heard this no no one sought me out to tell me this but I have been told that um, 
Steve Martin, the comedian mm-hmm. and actor, and Marty Short, mm-hmm. and Lauren Michaels, you know, that directs Saturday Night Live, the creator of Saturday Night Live. I've been told that those three go every three years together to get their colonoscopy. Together? <laughs> Just for new material. Is that not amazing, though? <laughs> I heard, I heard that. Extra on a, I just can't. I heard I'm that sorry. on an interview, and then like somebody called them out on it, and they're like, "No, it's true. Like we do that together." <laughs> Can you imagine being like, <clears throat> you know, like working at that facility, and then all mm-hmm. of a sudden, Lauren Michaels, Martin Short, and Steve Martin get walk in, get rolled in. How is that not made Saturday Night Live or something? <laughs> Especially with Lauren Michaels. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. I think that's hilarious. <laughs> anyway. Can you imagine the conversations? Mm. <laughs> Speaking of conversations. Say what? I hope y'all like this. It's just funny to me, and we got to be careful. Okay. Okay. Foul-mouthed parrots are unlikely stars at British Zoo. (laughs) No, I think it's very likely. (laughs) How could they not be? (laughs) How could they not be what? Stars at the zoo. Foul-mouthed parrots. That's the headline. Foul-mouthed parrots are unlikely stars at a British zoo. I'm not promoting foul language. I'm just saying who wouldn't go to see that. Do you think (laughs) British parrots have bad beaks like British people have bad teeth? (laughs) (laughs) I told you not to make me laugh this episode. (laughs) That's terrible. Y'all got any good parrot stories? Or do you want me to just read you some of this article first? Or would you rather me just pretend this isn't happening and start talking about the sermon? I mean, I got a parrot story, but we'll save it. Really? You, yes. But this would be a good time to tell it. Is right it, now, is it not at appropriate? This moment? Well, let me let me read. Okay. The parrots are are a, <laughs> a pair of parrots. I like how they they got a lot of weird things in here. Anyway, a pair of parrots are a fount of foul language. Their habit of spouting curse words at a torrid rate has by turns mortified and also amused the people who work with them at the Lincolnshire Wildlife Park in Friskney, England. Hmm. So basically they've got two parrots that (laughs) they're just cussing it up. Just, okay, but who taught them that? (laughs) Like, I guess my question is like, did one of the zoo workers make it this way or did they... Get the parrots from somewhere and someone who had them previously. So I've heard a lot of stories about stuff like this. And sometimes usually it's going to have to be somebody that's around them yeah. regularly. Right. But I just find that I just find that to be hilarious that, that whoever or maybe like you said, maybe they got them. Maybe they got them from somebody. And maybe but, they learned it from the crowds <clears throat> coming to see them. But it's going to have to be somebody who's there a lot. Like, like I would, said, like, I would think so. Somebody would, worked with them to learn specific words. The uh, but it's interesting. <laughs> I can read the whole article if you wanted me to. But it's not just like one or two words. It's like they interview people and they're like they they are literally saying every curse word under the sun. <laughs> <laughs> just running through them like a track. I'm just picturing like, a mother who brought her child <laughs> and was not aware of this fact. Oh, I know. Like. Covering the ears like, and moving them along real yeah, fast. It's like, walk up, got some seed in your hand or whatever. Polly want, Polly want a cracker? <laughs> You're a little. <laughs> yeah, I told you we can't go. We got to stop. We got to stop. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's funny. <laughs> I did. I realized that we had one of those. Today, <laughs> a dump button. That's pretty bad because somebody could be talking, you just hit it, and the listeners will think that person said. I know. Isn't it crazy how we're kind of conditioned for that though? Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, hear when that we sound? hear that, we immediately connect think, that that yeah. that somebody person cussed. says something mm. inappropriate. Yeah. That uh, <laughs> <laughs> who knew that you would need a, a dump button on a on a parrot in a zoo though. <laughs> It made me think about 
because all right, so two I've got two encounters with parrots that I think are funny. So when I was a kid, we used to go to a particular restaurant and the parrot there's they had a parrot in the lobby of the restaurant. That's disgusting, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that parrot, the owners had taught it to say, and it was only when you could come up and say anything to it, and uh, it would just kind of squawk back at you a little mm-hmm. bit. And then if you talked to it after it squawked, like it was almost like if it was being addressed, mm-hmm. you know, then it would it would say to you, birds can't talk. <laughs> Which I thought was hilarious. Yeah. That's pretty funny. <laughs> but you could walk up and be like, hey, how you doing? Birds can't talk. <laughs> it's pretty funny. The other one is uh in high school, I dated this girl and they had a gr- they had an African gray. They had a parrot like this. Mm-hmm. And some who are some of the best talking parrots, you know, there are mm-hmm. African grays. And their their African gray could mimic the sound of the telephone ringing. Like spot on, mm-hmm. and then it would it would do it like <laughs> nice. twice, and it sounded just like their digital, their little cordless phone. Mm-hmm. You know, it do like the, and it would make the little sound. It sounded just like it, and then it would say hello, and it would say it in her voice, <laughs> like not only just saying hello, but it said hello, and that's, it sounded just like her saying. That's hello. a bit creepy. It actually. was very <laughs> creepy. So there would be sometimes where I would call, she would pick up the phone. And she'd say hello, and then I would hear in the background, hello, and then hear her say it again. <laughs> and it was just the bird doing it back uh-huh. because that's what it – because, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. back then, you know, it was like – you remember you talked on the phone all the time, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that's what that bird was used to hearing was that phone ring once or twice and then hello. hear her say hello. And it got to where it mimicked that whole thing. Wow. It's like one sound bite. Interesting. <laughs> there any good parrot stories? No. Not really. I mean, I I don't have a quote unquote parrot story. I just have a. It, it literally, I walked into this home, and it ultimately became the home we bought back in the day. Mm. We don't live there anymore, but um, we walked in to look at this house, and I kept noticing droppings all over the house, and I thought <laughs> we need to get out of here. Mm. Like we need to get out of here. I looked at my wife, said we need to get out of here, and. Uh, she had to literally stand outside with the baby because Ivy was just a baby. And uh, I noticed all these black pellets everywhere. Mm-hmm. And and I thought it was rat yeah. droppings yeah. is really what I thought. And uh, next thing I know, from because it's a two-story house, flying down from the top was this giant toucan sound. <laughs> like I'm talking like. Rainbow Beak, <laughs> like Fruit Loop box, all cereal beans. box. <laughs> Yeah. Cut that guy. A toucan, yeah. It come flying down. Almost Was somebody my... living in the house at the yes. time? Yes. Oh, okay. By the way, I don't think anybody ever really stops to think about, until you're in that situation, how disturbing the oh. sound of a large bird yes. inside mm-hmm. is. It, but when you're inside yeah. of a small space and all of a sudden... When you, when you walk in... <laughs> like, I mean, seriously. When like, you walk into the office for work and two of them start flitting around... <clears throat> Oh, yeah, that's true. That's another story. By the way, uh, but, Tiffany, you were correct. I had not read far enough ahead in the article. They were the two parrots were donated ah. to the zoo uh, by a family uh, early during the COVID 19 pandemic. Mm. So, gotcha. <clears throat> anyway, mm. you know what they, what they're, what the article is about, though, is they have <laughs> to try to cut down on it. They basically expanded that entire exhibit. And brought in like ten more African greys. So what they're trying to do is like get, you know, <laughs> get them around as many other parrots as possible. But what if it backfires? Oh, that's what somebody to. comes up with in the article. That's they're like, this is either going really good yeah. or really bad. Mm-hmm. Yes. One of the two. Yeah, they they're oh, creating yeah. they're creating a comedy club. That's what right. they're doing. <laughs> Can y'all just see, like, walking up to the birdhouse at the zoo, and there's, like, a disclaimer on the door, (laughs) discretionary warning parents with children. But that's what one girl says in the interview. She said, uh, the only thing worse than two two parents squawking obscenities at you is 12 parents squawking (laughs) obscenities at you. Yes. (laughs) 
Oh, oh man, that's I good. tell you what, though, <clears throat> that brings in a whole different clientele to the zoo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. But that's sure. the thing. I mean, in some regard, like, you know, they but they've had to post signs around mm-hmm. the parrot exhibit yeah. to let, like, parent. Yeah, parental yeah. advisory. Oh, yeah. yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Explicit. <laughs> Explicit, but don't. Explicit language. Back to my point, like that makes a lot of sense that they were donated, so the previous owners taught them this. Right. But the reason I said the crowd because think about how many people now are probably yelling at these birds obscenities to teach it, teach it to them. Yeah. You know, or thinking that they can do it. Yeah. So it's interesting. (laughs) Yeah. Mm. Anyway, that's that's messed up. It is. Yeah, I could go on and on, but I'll, get, I'll end up getting myself in trouble. <laughs> I'm sorry, but the zoo should be like the last frontier of wholeness. <laughs> Innocence, you know. Yeah. The, the last place the of wholesome family girl. fun has been oh, ruined. Oh, a flamingo. Oh, a flamingo. <laughs> I don't think flamingos talk, though, by the way. No. <laughs> That's would, funny. Yeah. I, I've wanted to, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I found that one interesting. I could go for a while, but I'll, like I said, I'll put myself uh, under approach, under approach. <laughs> can, can you imagine this? Can you imagine if monkeys could talk? I like how Joey won't let it go, though. He's not going to let it go. <laughs> I just, I'm sitting there thinking about monkeys. Like, well, they, what they can't say, they act out. Mm. But can you imagine if they could talk? The things they would say. Mm. <laughs> monkeys. <laughs> Yeah, orangutan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they do. They do some. Uh, mm. They do some funny. Okay, things. we can move it on. It reminds me of that old. Uh, my dad used to, one of my dad's favorite jokes was about the parrot. You remember the the parrot saying the about to the robbers? Have y'all heard that joke? When the robber thief breaks into a house and he goes in and not, there's a African gray parrot or something like flies into the rooms like what? Jesus gonna get you? Oh yeah, <laughs> you heard that? Yeah, yes. that was like my dad's favorite joke when I was a kid. <laughs> And it does it several times anyway, until finally it opens the door and says, and there's like a German shepherd like foaming at the mouth, and he says, yes. sick him, Jesus. <laughs> I do remember yeah. that. I remember yes. my dad would tell that joke, and like everybody in the room had heard it 15 times. Mm-hmm. And every time mm-hmm. he'd get to the punchline and just die laughing. <laughs> like it's his first time to ever hear it. Yeah. This good one, wasn't it? <laughs> the dog's name the was dog. Jesus. <laughs> It's funny. I got to explain the punchline. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. All right. Mm-mm-mm. We don't have any uh, transition music. We don't? Yeah. I thought. <laughs> That's about how you felt Sunday because you didn't take any notes. Right? I did take oh. notes. I got I got a handful of notes. Okay. And I don't know why. I, again, I was trying to figure out a way to say this before we started. I didn't want you to say that I'm saying this sermon wasn't noteworthy. <laughs> it's not what I'm saying. I'm saying was like normally, normally like I can listen to the sermon and say, oh, yeah, that's, you know, and I'll write something down that like transitions from one piece to the next, to the right. next, to the next, to the next. And I was having, it was almost like one continuous thought. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm trying to say. Gotcha. So you could take it as a compliment, mm. but it's what you choose to do with it. <laughs> but hey, we did give our t-shirts away on Sunday. Mm, we did. Everybody got All free t-shirts. Yeah. Well, not everybody. <laughs> a few. The first one hundred in the door. <laughs> uh, somebody was. Somebody was a uh, one of. I remember who it was. One of the girls that was behind the table during the first service, I think, looked at me and she was like, do I just guess people's size or something like that? And mm. she was like, I'm so scared of offending somebody if I like, you know, if they come up and say, yeah, hey, I want, do you want to, you know, you want a 2X? Like, no, I want a medium, you know, <laughs> you want a 3X kind of thing. Anyway, it was funny. It made me think about, I was thinking about, I was visiting my brother's church and his uh, pastor <clears throat> this was several years ago. They were doing this capital campaign thing, and they were talking about he stuck his foot in his mouth on the platform, talking about chairs. They were replacing all their seats with theater seats. And Jerry, then they we were, don't know nothing about that. 
Huh? Joey don't know nothing about that. What, sticking his foot in his mouth? Yeah, on the platform. <laughs> and they had, but they had <laughs> rows of pews behind every section of theater seats. And he was like, he was showing them, he's like, and as they're doing like the little video fly through of the new auditorium with it renovated, mm-hmm. he was like, now I know some of y'all are seeing these seats and you're worried. And like, man, I can't squeeze in this. Like, hey, don't worry. We ain't forgot about our larger brothers and sisters. We got pews right behind each section for that. And he just kept rolling like he never said it. For our larger brothers and sisters. <laughs> like, oh, my goodness. You didn't just say that. What if you're the, the person sitting in the pew? And I know. now you've just been called out as the larger person in the room. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking at the person next to me and be like, well, obviously I wouldn't be sitting here if it wasn't for him or her. You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> I feel like this podcast is, no comment. is full of snakes. <laughs> yeah. Nope. We're going to... Next. But We're no, going to have gave, to retire. Uh, we gave our t-shirts one. away. We did. We did. We, we did got run more out. coming. We, we got did, more coming. We run out of larges and 3Xs. So those have been ordered. So if you were here Sunday and you were wanting a large or a 3X, they're on the way. I don't know that they'll be here by Sunday. I guess we'll have to wait and see. Hopefully. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. But you got till 1st of March. Did y'all get... Um, yeah, so you won't have to wear it until March 1st. I mean, unless you just won't wear it out, you mm-hmm. know? Mm. Casual day at the park. Sure. Going shopping, wherever. Mm-hmm. They look good when you're at Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> <laughs> Where else could you wear the shirt, Joey? <laughs> I mean... I'm telling you, we're so dialed in today. Yeah. <laughs> Even it's, funny. It's not. It's we're, not. We're so dialed in. You could wear this shirt at the post office. <laughs> <laughs> it's a perfect shirt for walking your dog, going to the post office. I've always liked pumping gas in my shirt. <laughs> yeah. My shirt looks great when I grocery shop. <laughs> So there you go. By the way, you are wearing the shirt from last year. Last year. Yep. Yeah. So right. you can wear it while you podcast. Can I come it looks cl- great. Can I come podcast. clean now that we've given the shirts away about what my ideal was? I mean, if you, if you, look if like. you feel you need closure I did. because we didn't go with your idea. <laughs> I, saw, I said something to Brownie Sunday about it. Oh, you said you said it to a lot of people. <laughs> Because I had multiple people come up to me and go, that's a great shirt, but I kind of wish it was more in Spanish. Did, did they really? Yes. Sweet. So you, Did you tell them to come up to me about it? No, I didn't. So for the, for the podcast listener. But he intended. When, when we started talking about these shirts and Brownie sent us a bunch of mock-ups, several mock-ups yeah. to say like, you know, whatever. Anyway, different ideas, concepts. Yes. And there was one, for whatever reason, just immediately jumped off the page to me as in how it read when I saw it was, that looks like a shirt for a Mexican restaurant. And I guess it maybe it was the colors, maybe it was the font, I don't know. But then Joey wanted a shirt that said Family Reunion. Yes. <clears throat> and then I, <clears throat> when I saw that shirt, I thought... You know, because I'm always trying to think what's something that would be quirky and different or whatever. So I saw that, seen that shirt, and I said, that shirt right there. And then I responded in the group text. I said, and I pointed out which shirt it was. I said, that one, except instead of saying family reunion, it needs to say me familia. <laughs> which which I loved. Wait, who was that? That was me. Familia. I'm sorry. Uh, Yeah, I wanted it to say me familia. And... Immediately, you responded. I think you said, I love it. <laughs> I do, but. <laughs> but you both but got beat But I love sure. quirky. I love. You love quirky. I love things that make people ask you, hey, what does that mean on your shirt? Like, I love that kind of stuff. Well, I wanted people to look at it and be like. <laughs> <laughs> but then, but, and I just thought, I, I just in my mind, it, just, it was funny to me to picture like. Four or five hundred people standing in a building, all wearing a shirt that said "Me Familia." <laughs> Blake we got, Wingo at we got, High Point Community Church. So, all right, here's the deal. So, I wanted, 
I thought it would be awesome. And then Brownie was immediately stepped in and said, we can't do that shirt. Or you can't do that because what he's talking about has nothing to do with Spanish culture. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I said, I can't wait till... <laughs> I said, I can't wait until later in the year when Joey has an illustration that ties in really well with Spanish culture, and I'm going to be side-eyeing you so hard. Mm. So, mm. Blake, aren't you preaching Sunday? Oh, I can work that in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll over. be sure to listen in. Anyway. That'll be his Easter egg. But you yeah, want to leave for me? I had somebody when I left here Sunday. I had somebody ask me about the shirt. So what's the deal with the shirt? What does it mean? So what would you say? Well, if somebody said, "Why was is that your before shirt? or after the service?" After you explained it in the uh, sermon, I took about ten minutes at the beginning of the service. I know that's what I'm saying. But like for the podcast listener, I guess maybe. Oh, okay. Like, what if somebody comes up and says this? Why does your shirt say family reunion? Yes, yes. What would you say? Well, because it represents. Uh, well, first of all, let's state what's on the back of the shirt. It yeah. says okay. di- it says divinely related, deeply rooted. And so it's it's basically talking about our faith family. And I think so so many times churches forget that. We think we're more of just individual families that happen to come together un- in a building, but it's not that. We are there's a there's a big difference between faith family and your natural biological family. Mm. And uh and so so the shirt has, it says family reunion, because ultimately that's really what we're doing on a weekly basis is we're coming together as the faith family, um, coming together and worshiping God, glorifying God and edifying Him. So so basically every Sunday is a family reunion, um, but, but on it, it has a, t- a tree, and that tree represents the family tree, the heritage of High Point. Each each branch and leaf represents the individual unique journey that someone God has had someone on in order to bring them our way. So that makes us very excited for why God has brought you to High Point. That means He has a plan, a purpose for you, and we, we, we want to see that come to fruition. We want to see the fruit of that mm-hmm. because because especially of the unique way, and when you start listening to our people, they have some really cool stories about how they ended up here, um, and they have some cool stories about how God has kind of guided them, direct them. So it'd be neat to 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 see what ultimately God does with that. So that's the unique branches and leaves, mm-hmm. but then it all comes from the the same trunk, obviously, which is means even though we all have these unique journeys, we still all come from the same place. We're all born of God. We we are the you know, we come from the, you know, the stump of Jesse, that kind of thing mm-hmm. is Christ. And so so that so then the tree on the bottom has all these roots and those roots represent that God has provided a place for you to put your roots down deep so that you can receive nourishment and grow and and be fruitful in season. And and then it has Ephesians five one on the shirt, which basically states, Imitate God. Why? Mm-hmm. Because we are his children. We are his kids. And so so following his footsteps, his example. And yep. so that's where the whole divinely related, deeply rooted. So there, nice. there it is in a nutshell. Yep. I did like how the the verse was at the bottom of the roots. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So Very symbolic. That's deep, bro. Deep. <laughs> no pun intended. Deep, deep, deep. But you started the uh, message talking about um, <clears throat> when you were a student pastor and how many times you'd be shocked at um, students and how much – how heavy, well, I don't know how to, I don't want to word it differently than what you worded it, but essentially shocked at how much people's family, kids, for instance, families influenced how they saw God or like how they progressed in their walk with God, I guess is Mm -hmm. what I'm saying. What I'm sitting here saying sounds really stupid. So help me out. (laughs) I'll step in whenever you want me to. I'm just kidding. Um, Yeah, no. So a lot of people don't, a lot of people don't know a lot about my background, especially people that listen to Sunday Gravy. But, you know, um, accepted the call to ministry when I was 20, and here I am 53, so, you know, 33 years in this. But the first 14 of those years, I was a student pastor. And one of the things that I've learned about student ministry is that students, it's 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 powerful. It's, it's absolutely mind-boggling 
how much influence and power parents have over their teenagers. And parents feel like, no, no, my kid doesn't listen to me. My kid right. thinks they're smarter than me. No, you, you have no idea the, the positive and negative influences that you have on your teenagers. Just take that from a guy who spent 14 years in that business, and I can tell you that it's unbelievable how we would – Take a student off the street, basically. We don't know anything about their family, but they they love coming. They love feeling a part of something. And through that, we get the opportunity to grow them spiritually. And then we would start to see advancements, and we start seeing, you know, even maybe a little bit of spiritual freedom in their life. And and you start to see this love develop for Christ, and you could say, okay. And then you start getting these delusions of grandeur, like this kid's going to be the next, you know, D.L. Moody or Spurgeon, you know, like you start getting excited about this kid. And then all of a sudden, one week later, they hate God, they hate church, they hate everything. And it's like, mm-hmm. what happened? Mm-hmm. And in most in most instances instances when I did an investigation, it was mom or dad said something. Mom mm. or dad said something. So you could spend months or years developing a student to only have mom or dad walk through and say something about God, about church, about this, and and it would just it would just de- it. derail it, wreck mm-hmm. it. And so so I, I I thought it was just important that that people understood. That I saw that in student ministry, but now that I'm a pastor, and so I'm not just looking at one particular corner of the church. I'm looking at all corners of the church from all different age brackets, and I can, and and this is what I wanted the church to hear that you know, no matter how old we get, I'm not sure if any of us ever really got out of the eighth grade, mm-hmm. because there are so many people who still see God today the exact same way they did when they were in middle and high school. That that has not changed. Now they may know a little bit more yeah. about God, mm-hmm. but their view of God has not changed, and it's because they haven't come to terms with how much they were influenced by how they were raised. Yeah, you think it's also in a similar fashion too, like the way our with our families now. <clears throat> speaking in the line of or along the lines of people seeing God the same as, you know, how you say their mom or dad says something and it derailed them. Mm-hmm. So I see this with adults where it's like, I I mean, derail is one word. I would also maybe use the word reset. Mm-hmm. Like, so like what I'm yeah. saying, like with adults, yeah. like I'll get around them and be in a Bible study setting with them or whatever. And we're talking about something and I can see, and then we'll have a conversation before or after or whatever. And I can see, and this clicked like for the first time in this way, like yeah. this particular way of thinking about this or uh-huh. whatever. But then fast forward a month and it's almost like they got reset. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, no. It, 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 when you were saying that, it made me think about um, really what families are really good at, what parents mm-hmm. are really good at. They don't want their kid to fall in love with Jesus and, you know, become a part of the church and grow and that kind of thing. And the parents, wanted something different. They have a different mindset for their kid. It's very easy for a parent to look at them and say, remember, you're from Nazareth. There's no, Can anything godly come out of Nazareth? Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Can anything, you're from Nazareth, you're a Nazarene. Like, and, and, and that's kind of symbolically saying that, you know, don't forget who you are. Don't forget how we raised you. Don't forget, you know, you're, you're not gullible. You're not stupid. You know, you don't, you know, that church is a cult or those people are just after your money or that, you know, all these different things that people have used down through life. And obviously I'm using a lot that I heard, you know, right. for growing up from my father and uh, grandfather and people that were influential over me. And, and it literally took, it literally took salvation to mm-hmm. wreck me. It mm-hmm. took Jesus to wreck me. And then it took a long time. And I'm not even sure if it's still out of me. But it took a long time to to untangle those negative roots that had grown deep in inside me and entangled itself around my soul. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it impacted how I saw God. Yeah, that was my next note. Actually, is when you use the you example, actually wrote something. That- I got a, <laughs> I got notes. I got oh, okay, but that's so. like a quarter as many as I normally have. Just I so you, you know. Okay. I want you to know how thorough notes I normally take. <laughs> Just giving you a hard time, man. You're good. I normally You're good. take I'm super thorough you. notes. I'm uh, messing with you. <clears throat> the example of how uh, 
parental figures, especially dads mm-hmm. and imperfect dads, can impact our view of God. Mm. And you told a story about a play. Yeah. I got confused there. <laughs> or yeah. not confused, but I was having to. Um, you didn't know I was a playwright, did you? <clears throat> Well, you know, I used to do a little musical theater myself. I, I've heard. Uh-huh. I've heard. <laughs> you can call it that. How do you know? I did musical theater. Okay. In college. Mm-hmm. Um, man, one time, what, what is it? What is it with church plays? Church, church plays aren't what they used to be. Or they don't, people don't do them like they used to. Why no, not? I, I think there was a big, I think they got big, you know, back in the day, mm-hmm. especially in the 90s, you know, skits and dramas and things like that, yeah. and Easter cantatas and such and such. Those became massive, and they became massive productions to the point that larger churches were even hiring professional actors to do that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think it just went too far, and and all of a sudden you started seeing books come out. Guys like John MacArthur and other people really started like speaking against that about letting the world into the church mm-hmm. and stuff. And so so ultimately, I, I think what happened is it just got a bad rap, mm. and it was it was you know it became a place it, it became a tool of you know let's glorify us and not God kind of thing. Yeah. And so you know <clears throat> I think it just went the way of Judgment House and everything else yeah. that was just you know. In that arena. When I was in youth ministry, one time we did Snow White and the Seven Drawers. Here we go. Here <laughs> we like, go. Why? 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 We did a dinner theater to raise money for students, and it, but it was like there was still that question of like, why? Yeah. Yeah. And oh, anyway, yeah. I was, well, and I did a Christmas play one time w- when I was a student pastor, and it was a smaller church, but um, the pastor got extremely mad at me because we had a Christmas tree inside the church for the play. It was only in there for the play. And he hmm. got mad about that. So hmm. interesting. Is it? I think the church just kind of it went too far. And the church said we've had enough, and I think it just kind of went blah, you know. And then, then all of a sudden, you know, cell phones took over, and our entertainment has changed. Yeah, but I will say this: our church does en- enjoy when our kids do their like Christmas. Uh, I wouldn't say it's a play. I'm not sure what we call it. But when our kids do their Christmas program program or whatever, mm-hmm. but our people really enjoy that. Yeah, well, and it's it's you know it's kind of goes through cycles. Yeah, of like sometimes it is more of a play play. Sometimes it's more of just like a drama. Sometimes it's more of just like Happy Hands Club. Like it's all going. You know, it goes <laughs> yeah, through. Yeah, it goes through cycles, yeah. which is good too. Yeah. You know, because it keeps the kids like. I mean, I know some some churches have like a kids play program that they do every year, and they change the skit up, and that's how it's new every time. Is yeah. is that? So there's nothing wrong with that either. I mean, it's yeah. you know great tradition or whatever. But and um, it certainly makes for good entertainment, especially when you get a rogue shepherd chasing a sheep, <laughs> spinning around, spinning on stage. On stage. <laughs> it's like we got a loose one. We got a loose one. He's forgot where he's at. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The uh, but uh, that that was the. How did I get on? Oh yeah, but, you were talking this, about the play. Yeah, but this play was back. Was when it a they play extremely, or a skit? It was a like a drama. It was skit in or between. A play? It was in between a skit and a drama. It was. It it didn't last an hour. It probably lasted maybe thirty minutes or something like that. But um, you know, all I wanted to do was just kind of show that point of how God wants us to call Him Father, but our flawed view of earthly fathers um, mm-hmm. that you know, our imperfect dads have put in front of us, how that kind of hinders us as Christians. I wanted, I wanted people to understand that, you know, the, the, the family hurts that the things that have scarred them has gotten in the way, has gotten in the way of them seeing God for who he really is. And that was just a tactic of the enemy, I believe. And so I just, I wanted to attack that uh, publicly. And so so we did this whole entire skit, drama, whatever, about this young girl that was abused by her father. And uh, by the and when it was all said and done, it was it became extremely messy in the room because yeah. mm-hmm. it touched people in ways. And a lot of and a lot of ministers will go fist pump and say, Yes, that's exactly what it was designed to do. But I'm here to tell you, I got scared <laughs> because I think at at some point I thought they were about to call an ambulance for, for yeah. one particular lady because she just 
she just it was like we kicked the floodgates open mm-hmm. and she was she was having her she 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 should have been having a thousand therapy sessions and it all came out in that one night mm-hmm. you know and so and the only reason I shared that story is because I wanted people our people to know I'm not giving examples because it, it it's too it hits too close to home and it's not a while we can unlock those doors privately you know, in a private session, we're not going to do that publicly. And so I just wanted, I, ultimately, I wanted to get to the place where I could say that I wanted to make it at least an official statement. And and I stand on this truth. I really do. I always have felt this. And anybody who's ever dealt with me in a counseling set, setting knows I'm not afraid to go to go there and put my finger on it and press hard. Mm-hmm. And And it's always their families because families hurt each other from within. Because families hurt each other from within, we are cold to those without. Mm -hmm. So any person that you find difficult or complicated, I will show you someone who has a difficult, complicated family. Like there's, there's a lot of things going on there. And so I just wanted our people to know, do not underestimate the power of influence that your family growing up has had over your life. But there's good news. Jesus's family was messed up too. So yeah, there you go. <clears throat> the passage was from Mark chapter three. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to kick you. Uh, verses twenty through twenty through thirty five. I guess um, that's what I wrote down. Yeah, um, which you kind of concentrated in on chunks of that. Yeah, um, <clears throat> but you got Jesus um, essentially being accused of being crazy by his family, right? Yeah. Uh, accused yeah. of being demon possessed by Pharisees mm-hmm. and scribes. I don't know what you, I don't know what part you want to focus in on and read, um, but I do. I also wrote about. I wrote this and I found this so funny. I wrote quote from Professor Jones. Yes. Okay. Did yeah. you find the irony in that? No. Do you, Professor Jones? Keeping up with the Joneses. No. What? Professor Jones. Indiana Jones. Indiana <laughs> Professor Indiana. <laughs> well, his name is David, so no, I didn't go there. I didn't. Get, I didn't. I can't get Indiana out of David. It doesn't. When he said Professor Jones, though, I was. That's <laughs> where your brain went. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that movie. <laughs> That's exactly right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Anyway, so I don't know what part you want to focus in on because that's essentially where my notes end. Oh. <laughs> um, okay, Blake. That's where Blake got completely <laughs> lost. I mean, after that, that's what I I got. I got the 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 scripture. I got what scripture it was. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I got a quote from Professor Jones. <laughs> Jesus' family didn't hinder him, <laughs> and then family is very important, <laughs> but not more important than God. That's what I got. End of notes. <laughs> That's really the point. Very okay, deep. I did it. Family, family's important, but not important as important as God. Right. So now, I kind of got. But there I, was some good stuff to get to that. point. I know, but, but you're saying I got the gist of the message. Then you did. You got the point. Because that, like, legit. That's where my notes end. Yeah. Right there. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Nothing. I don't know. So if proud of you, Blake. I know. Left to say. Well, <laughs> I kind of felt like I got it. I kind of felt like I got it. Yeah. Like that was the gist of the message, and I was, you know, thinking you could have just said that. <laughs> Says a lot of guys, dude. Get to the point. <laughs> I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Yeah. Uh, no. Anything in there though um, that no, you want to pull I mean, out? Though? I, I think I can summarize it by saying that if you were to do a study on how Jesus viewed the family, like the way, the things he taught about the family, mm-hmm. you're going to be shocked. I mean, you're going to be shocked because Jesus is the first one, you know, he, he he's the first one to say, you know, um, hey, I got to, can you hold on? I got to go bury my father. And he's like, no, let the dead bury the bed. Come follow me now. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, he's the guy that's looking at his disciples and says, you want to be my disciples, then it has to look like you hate your father, mother, brothers, and sisters, you know? Right. Um, you know, and then he was also the one, I didn't say this Sunday, but he's also the ones that said your, your greatest enemies will come from within your own household. Mm. That's yeah. a tough one. Uh, I didn't go there because I just didn't want to open that can of worms. But um, but ultimately, when you study how Jesus viewed the family, and especially the 
the instance that we read where, you know, his family's coming to say he's out of, out of his mind and stuff. Um, and then, then later on his mother shows up and she can't get to him and they send word to him that, Hey, your family's out here. Um, so they, they kind of thought Jesus would say, Oh, that's my family. So yeah, can y'all park the red seat here? I got a VIP section in here. Like I said, how many of you, if you bought a football stadium, wouldn't give your family a box? Right, a box seat, mm-hmm. you know, like you would. Your family would have the best seat in the house, right? And uh, Jesus was like, they when they said, "Hey, your family's here," and he's like, "You know, who is my mother? Who is my mm-hmm. my brothers and my sisters? You are." He said, "Whoever does the will of God is my brothers, sisters, and mothers." You know, so he 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 had this interesting view of family, but it came across almost like he didn't like you should neglect your family to follow God. It it had that kind of sense about it, but then you couldn't go there because he also had so many teachings about, you know, husbands and wives and and how we should, um, you know, raise our children and how our children should honor their parents. And Mm -hmm. even hanging on the cross, he looks at one of his disciples and says, take care of my mother. Yeah. So, so he, he obviously, his intent was not to say or imply that we should neglect family. What he's saying is, is that, is that family is important, but God is more important. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I was just using that to say, there are some, I'm not saying you should cut ties with your family members, but at some point you're going to have to cut ties with what they did to you. Now that's getting deep, but mm-hmm. we'll, that's deep, but there it is. All right. <laughs> that's all yep. I have to say <laughs> about that. Enter, <laughs> enter the parrots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> well, uh, is there anything else we need to talk about to let people know about for today? Hmm. Before we go. Everything's uh, just... Rocking and rolling yeah. Wednesday nights, everything. If you've been part of our student ministry, they're doing great. Um, they had a packed house, and uh, our kids' ministry, they're doing great. Bible study in the sanctuary, if you're interested in like a just kind of a general Bible study, um, Pastor Blake Wingo, um, does a c- incredible job walking you through it. You guys are going through Corinthians right now, right? First Corinthians, mm-hmm. and so. So what is this Wednesday night about? Chapter 7? Or no. was chapter 7 last week? Chapter 7 was last week. Okay. No, 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 no. no. Cha- chapter 5 was last week. Chapter yeah. 6 this week. Sorry. Oh, 6 mm-hmm. this week. Yeah, 7 okay. is next week. But, I got you. Uh, 6 is this week. Sorry, I'm getting... You threw me because we were talking about chapter 7 yesterday. But... Yeah, I was working on next the next, the following Wednesday. I got you. <clears throat> so if you're wondering why I don't know what Blake is doing, it's because I am teaching Project 28, which is an entirely separate uh, program for our people, a discipleship program. So um, those are, those guys are doing good, and, and I know a lot of those guys listen, and so just do your homework, and I'll see you I'll see you Wednesday night. Yeah, we did, um, what's the chapter five? Church discipline. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's fun. That, that was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> hey, by, can they listen to it online? I can't remember if you... Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So you can if you you can listen to it online, get caught up, and then come get it fresh and live. We only missed one recording, which was the second one, and I came in here in the studio and did yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Put it out there so we wouldn't be without it. Yeah. So that's cool. That's so cool. they're they are up to date as far as I know. Is that one out there last mm-hmm. Wednesday? Yep. So yeah, they're all they're all out there and up to date. Yep. So you hey. could uh, you could binge them, and then and then come you on. could binge them, and then come on Wednesday night. Also, you can also do that with the Sunday sermons. You can get caught up there. Come join us. We've had a a good crowd on Wednesday night, too, recently. Recently has been really good. It's been good crowds all the way around, I think. Mm -hmm. For sure. For sure. So nothing else? Nothing else. um, Got a couple of Valentine's events coming up. I know the women's ministry is doing something next weekend. Make sure you get signed up at the Connection Corner if you want to participate. Um, One of my daughters asked me. students have some events coming up. They do. Mm-hmm. One of my daughters asked me, she's like, we're going to have church on Valentine's Day? I'm like, that's the stupidest question I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Wow. Your pagan meter went to the roof. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Hers did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, <clears throat> yes. Yeah. Get out of my face. Tough. 
Tough, tough, tough. Get out of my face. <laughs> When's the last time y'all bought By the way, we'll Valentine's, Day, Valentine's Day is next Wednesday, not this Wednesday. Right. When's right. The, when's you the last just time? freaked out some guys. When's the last time y'all bought your spouse or your spouse bought you something for Valentine's Day? Um, It was last year. We'll have to talk about this next week. We will. We will I'll, talk I'll about it. I'll save my story for next week. We'll do, we'll. A, we'll do a Valentine's special. There you go. Because it'll, since it'll be I Valentine's like it. week. Mm. I've a... Uh, yeah. We're not super high on Valentine's Day. Us either. We're not either, but it still has an element, though. Yeah? Yeah. Like, our house, our house is year? decorated for Valentine's. Trust really? Me. Yes. There's love everywhere. That's weird. Everywhere. That's weird. You just have to take that up with my wife. That's weird. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we done? Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bye. 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 Say wrong. <laughs> 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 Sandy Gravy.